Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number 186. How you doing? How did your week go? How's everyone treating you? Hope everything's good. It better be good because you're my people, and people better treat my people good, or they're going to be people that get smacked by this person, me, who's also one of the people. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody um, for uh, for the love that you showed last week's episode. Uh, there was a lot of people that uh, that uh, could relate to the uh, episode about meeting my father. Uh, even my father, he liked it and some other relatives that listened to it liked it. And I want to thank you for making the episode very, very popular. And uh, thanks for the kind words. I know that, it, that, that the episode touched a few people. And, I, and it's really cool when you when you when you talk about something serious and you talk about something that happened without as many comedic flourishes as I as I throw into some of the stories and you find out that people actually that the, the story actually meant a lot to people. And I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. And, and thank you for your kind words. Like I said, I'm glad that the um, the episode touched you. And I really, really I'm glad that you told me about that. Uh, the ironic thing was. Usually when I walk down the street and touch people without their permission, uh, no one's happy about that. <laughs> Don't judge me. Anyway, <laughs> once again, I just want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to the episode and retweeting it and reblogging it and um, spreading the word about it as you do uh, on, a, on a weekly basis, which means a lot to me when I see that. It's really cool. You know, it's like it's like, um, you know, when you do stand up and you do a joke. You know, so the, the, the idea behind stand up for the most part is when you do a joke, you want people to laugh at it. But there's something extra special about when people laugh and applaud the joke and when people laugh and applaud and chant or pump their fists or something like that. And there's there's levels to these things, you know, and when people react the way that you guys reacted to last week's episode, it, it was it was very, very similar to that. So um, thank you very much for that. So, folks, are you ready for episode number one hundred and eighty six of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast? Yes, we are. You're an incredible podcaster. Why, thanks a lot. It's amazing how thousands of people sound like one guy with a high voice. That's actually me pretending to be another guy with a high voice because it's really me making that voice. <laughs> I just embarrassed myself, didn't I? I should, I should probably just start the episode because it's, it's kind of getting weird here, right? It, yeah, I'm just going to start the show. Roll that theme song now. Go. You know what, guys, I want to talk to you about what I want to talk to you about, everybody fights for dumbass reasons. I mean, just dumb fights. Sometimes you have a fight and it really makes sense. If somebody does something really horrible to you, you're protecting someone or someone just doesn't, you know, just doesn't stop when you beg them to stop. Maybe they're, they're bullying you in some way. Maybe they're hitting you and you have to whoop the person's butt. I can understand that. You still want to try your best to do it in a way that's not violent. But if but some some people just don't listen and they don't understand anything except an ass whipping. 
some people I talked about it before in an earlier podcast about a guy who was testing me because I was the only guy in the group that hadn't gone to jail and I worked at a place. He decided to get physical. I kept trying to deflect it. Well, not deflect it to deescalate the situation. I kept trying to just say, you know, be respectful, leave me alone. He wouldn't do that. He picked, he wanted to fight. I whipped his ass. And then after that, we were kind of cool. Why? Because he wanted to find out if I was tough and I whooped his ass and all of a sudden I was cool. Now, it doesn't have to come to something like that on a regular basis. That's ridiculous. We're adults. We should be able to handle our problems without putting our fists in some other guy's face. We really should. You see it in the bars all the time. People getting into fights for really, really dumb reasons. And I mean dumb. You know, sometimes you see a guy will walk up to a girl and he's all up in the girl's face. The the lady's not interested. He won't take no for an answer. The boyfriend shows up and there's an ass whipping about to happen. But I've seen it happen before where there's a beautiful woman at the bar. A guy approaches her, has no idea that she has another dude because she's been at the bar for a while. Maybe he's in the bathroom. Maybe he went out to do something. But for whatever reason, she was alone for a long enough time that the guy thought it was okay for him to approach this beautiful lady. He walks up. He approaches. She says she's not. She's with someone. He respectfully backs off and goes away. Now, if you're across the room and you see a guy walk up to your girlfriend, if you're a secure guy, you do what I use. I used to to see that all the time. I'd take my girlfriend someplace and I'd be there and she's there looking all yummy and everything. And and some dude walks over and she's like, nah. And then he just he just walks away. Now, granted, his whole idea was to jump over there and move in on her. But I knew she wasn't going to do anything. So I didn't even walk over there to, quote, protect my turf because that's kind of chauvinistic in the beginning like i gotta walk over to excuse me do you smell that urine yes i do that's my urine look on the ground did you see that circle like when i would you hear when i was walking around my girlfriend and peeing on the ground around her oh well i didn't know whose urine that was well now you do take a big whiff you smell that that's my pee sorry so i did not realize that this other human being is your property that's right i'm a man and everything i pee around is my property which is why several urinals in the back room back there you're not allowed to use because I kind of splashed some, some some urine on the ground. Technically, now, you know, using the rules that I just stated, I guess technically the those urinals are my property now because I peed on them. So, I mean, until the guy goes into the bathroom and washes the urinals down, and then of course the next person to splash, you know, would it would be there. But that's that's beside the point. The point is that's my woman. Back off, punk. But I'm not an insecure guy, so I don't go rushing across the bar or the nightclub when I used to go to nightclubs all the time because some guy is talking to my girlfriend. If she's really my girlfriend, if she really cares about me, he has zero percent chance of doing anything anyway. So there's no reason for me to go over there. But I've seen fights start over that. A guy walks up to a woman, does not know she's with someone else, does not show she's chosen to be with someone else. And she says no. But the guy saw the guy approaching his girlfriend and he was so angry, so intent on defending his property that he runs across the bar and just crushes the guy in the face with a fist, not realizing that the guy was just approaching a woman he thought was not with someone she was just rejecting him politely he was just about to step off because he didn't realize she was with someone he was not even gross he was not even obnoxious with his approach but the guy runs across and cracks him in the face in the first place i've seen that happen before 
See, bar fights are like that. Bar fights are like, it's like in regular life when you get angry about stuff that doesn't really mean anything and it becomes physical. I've been in a situation where it actually became physical between me and someone else over something dumb. He and a friend of mine were tussling around and I moved between them and I pushed the guy back. You know, I didn't push him hard enough to hurt him. I just pushed him to make him move back. And my friend's like, I got this. I said, no, it's all right. Just go sit down, man. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. And then he starts fighting with me. And very quickly, I realized I should have let my friend get his ass whipped because this guy was as was as tough as nails. You, when you punch a guy in the face and he goes, you shouldn't have done that. You realize he was right. You shouldn't have done that because he swung at me. I blocked it and I, there was a glancing blow on my left arm and it wasn't even the full effect of the punch. And I'm going, that is as hard as I've ever been hit anywhere in my life. This is not going to go well. <laughs> you know, and my friend had already walked away because he thought because usually I can deescalate these things. And I'm going, oh, God, I'm going to get my ass whooped heartily here. So we're throwing punches and I'm ducking and I'm I'm, I'm doing pretty good. But uh, it's like a football game that, that starts off, you know, when you score a field goal first and you're like, ha ha, I scored. And then the other team methodically scores 21 points in a row and you can't stop them. It was kind of like that. So we're and I'm like, oh, this is not I got to find a way to. And, and then I get picked up and the guy actually fits. And when a guy can when you punch a guy in the face as hard as you can and he says you shouldn't have done that. That's bad enough. But when you're a grown man and you don't want to get picked up and another dude picks you up, even though you're trying not to get picked up. That's bad news. So the guy picks me up and he throws me across a quite a distance, which was also bad news. And I land on a padded table. And I stand up on the table and I jump back on the guy and we're going to town and I'm luckily very fast. We couldn't really hit me that often. And I'm going, I got to figure out a way to get out of this crap. And I'm going, dude, what the hell is going on here? And he goes, yeah, I know this is dude, middle man. I don't, I don't got no beef with you, man. I don't got no beef with you. And I'm like, yeah, but look at my arm, man. I mean, my whole damn arm's the size of, you know big swollen mark on my arm he goes i said jeez man I'm like i'm glad you didn't hit me in the head man you know he goes yeah i, I didn't want to hit you in the first place man i didn't i, I wasn't even trying to fight your man he, he was coming at me i was just holding him and moving him away from me i'm like really he goes yeah i didn't want to fight him i was like oh okay i mean i said sorry about punching you in the face he goes well you had a pretty good punch with somebody your size i said you keep saying somebody your size we're gonna fight some more and he laughs and I said, I said, well, we, I said, I don't even understand why we were punching each other in the first place. This is kind of dumb. He goes, yeah, man. And I said, I'll I, I be honest with you, though. I said to him, I said, listen, man, when I look at what that glancing blow did to my damn left arm, I just want to say, and the simple fact that you threw me over there and I looked over where you threw me and I noticed that you threw me on the padded seats and the padded table. I didn't want to hurt you anything. I said, well, I appreciate the fact that you threw me on the padded stuff and you didn't hurt me. I, I want to, I, I just realized that I just, you just gave me the rare thing I like to refer to as the low cal ass whooping. He laughs. Low cal ass whooping? Yeah, I said, yeah, you didn't put the full calories into that ass whooping. Because, I, I mean, judging by the way my arm is swollen already, that you could have really given me a, a prime time full calorie ass whooping. So you thank you for the low cal ass whooping. I said, not only was it a low cal ass whooping, it was a local ass whooping because I don't live too far from here. And he laughs. And I said, look, man, 
I mean, I, I know now that you were just, you know, trying to, you were just trying to, you know, you were just hustling. It wasn't like, I mean, I know you were, you were actually fighting, but obviously I can tell by the way that you reacted to me punching you in the face that, you know, you have a lot of, you know, control. So I understand. I believe you when you say you weren't trying to whoop my friend's ass. I said, look, man, um, the simple fact that you can beat me up that easily means we need to be friends because I really don't want you hitting me anymore. And he laughs and we shake hands. And I said, I would like to buy you a beer, but I have one arm now, you arm-breaking bastard. He laughs. He goes, you know what? I'm going to buy you a beer. I said, well, I don't drink alcohol, but I'll take a Coke. All right, you little man of Coke. And I said, also, I'm average height. Could you please stop calling me little man? It doesn't sound good because I'm going to try to have sex with at least one of the women in this room. And he laughs. Now, that could have turned really, really bad because when they, when I, I'm telling you, when that guy hit me in the arm, I thought my arm was broken. <laughs> That's how bad that crap hurt. And I'm going, oh, man. That, and also that was one reason that, that also gave me about 80 years of favor to that friend. When he saw my arm, I was like, damn, that guy fucked you up. Exactly. But think about that. I could have got really hurt badly over something that wasn't really that big of a deal. I got mad enough to punch a guy in the face over something that really wasn't that big of a deal. I got thrown across the room by somebody over something that wasn't that really big of a deal. Thank goodness for the locale, local ass woman. But how many times does that happen, man? You see that on the news all the time. You see people fighting over something on social media. You're really going to fight each other over something on social media? Because a lot of times, a lot of people aren't going to have the kind of restraint that that guy have. He just gave me the locale, the low calorie ass whooping. But a lot of times when you see people on the news, they don't get the local locale ass whooping. They get the full calorie ass whooping. They get the double stuffed Oreo ass whooping. You see it on World Star Hip Hop. You see it on all these videos. People getting stomped in their head, ran over, shot, blown up. I think I'm the last generation of people that if they actually had an altercation and it came to fists and stuff like that, when it became apparent that someone was going to win the fight, you just stopped. When it became apparent, I'm going, I'm winning the fight. I'm like, That's enough, man. You, you understand? Just get away from me, man. Yeah. And you could walk away or the guy who's getting his ass who goes, all right, all right. And he walks away. It was there were some rules to the game. But there's no rules to the game. Now, I know I'm sounding like an old guy, but let's be honest. My birthday's tomorrow. My birthday's tomorrow. I turn 47. I know I sound young. I look young, too. But I was young a couple decades ago. And back then, when you whooped somebody's ass, you weren't trying to kill them. You were just mad. Maybe you just wanted to prove that you were right. Maybe you wanted them just to leave you alone. But it never really occurred to you to blow up their whole house. It never really occurred to you to shoot their sister. It never really occurred to you to drive by their house and hit it with an AK-47. Okay, if you're a gang member, it did occur to you, but I'm talking about regular people. But now you see people shooting up malls, you know, because they, well, not like a mall, but shooting up like, you know, a store in a mall because you call this a passport picture? Blah, 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 blah. You know, people shooting up this, that, blowing up stuff, stabbing people, showing up at somebody's house because they dissed them on Facebook and, and standing outside with five friends expecting you to come out and fight them. Fighting over dumb stuff. I refuse now to fight over anything, not just because I'm a more mature man, but because, quite frankly, I have now learned how to win win arguments and disputes with logic. 
which is, of course, the name for my baseball bat. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do not have a baseball bat called Logic. I know that there was a play on words there. And I said that I win fights with Logic. And then I said that I have a baseball bat called Logic, implying that I win fights by hitting people with a baseball bat. I am forced. Do not do that. <laughs> Logic is the name of my highly trained attack pit bull. Get them logic, and then I have them sick logic on people, and then logic bites them, and they're going, "Oh my god, my my, my leg! <laughs> the dog is biting my leg." I said, "That's right. You don't like logic. Of course, I don't like logic. He's biting into a femoral artery." And I go, "Is that the right name for that artery?" And he goes, "I don't know, but this hurts." And I go, "That's all right." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do not have a bat called Logic, and I do not have a damn pit bull at all. Definitely not one called Logic that I would actually sick on people. That's just stupid. <laughs> it's what I call my gun. Yeah, I call the gun Logic, and I call each bullet a bullet point because I go, I disagree with you. Do you disagree with me now? Um, now that there's a bullet in my ass, I disagree with you a little bit less. You talk too slow. Now that I have two bullets in my ass, I see your point. I'm glad you do. <laughs> okay, I do not have a gun called Logic, a pit bull called Logic, or a baseball bat called Logic. That's ridiculous. But in all seriousness, my friends, every time I get into an argument now, I can come in with the points and the reason that I'm upset. And if I will sit back and I will listen to what the other person has to say, and if what they're saying makes sense, I will look at it objectively. And when if they're saying makes sense, I will go, you know what? I was wrong. You're right. I see your point. But the simple fact that you made me wrong in front of people is embarrassing. So then I go to my house, get my baseball bat called Logic. I beat them down with it. And then while they're on the ground, I can't believe you hit me with a baseball bat with the word Logic written on it. I go in the house and I go, sick them, boy, because my pit bull named Logic comes out and bites them. And then while they're being bit by the dog, I pull the dog off and put the dog back in the house, get the gun called Logic and then shoot them. Okay, I do not do any of that. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's like, uh, I learned a long time, I learned a long time ago that it's just kind of a ridiculous thing to get into physical altercations over things. Most of the time, when you're fighting somebody, you got your hands up, you're ready to punch them in the face. Usually what that means is you can't defend your argument. You know, I'm not talking about if somebody's trying to whoop your ass or attacking you. I'm talking about, I don't like what you said, so I'm going to punch you in the face. You're doing that because... You, you know, you feel powerless. You know, you can't stop them from doing the thing that they're doing. Maybe they're winning the argument. Maybe they're making fun of you or anything like that. I understand. But we all got to find a better way to handle our disputes than punching somebody in the face or kicking them or shooting them or dropping bombs on them. There's other ways to get it done. We're the most intelligent being on the planet. And it's a bad thing if we can't figure out a way to handle disputes without hurting the person that we're disagreeing with. Unless they disagree with me, in which case I get out my baseball bat. Okay, I won't get out the bat, the dog, and the gun because I don't have any of that stuff. I don't have any of that. I have a friend named Bill Logic, and I have him go over and beat the shit out of people. Bill, 
yeah, Bill Logic, yeah, that's the dude right there. Um, could you just call me Logic so we'll actually fall within the wordplay that you're doing? Okay, I won't use your first name. I'll just call you Logic. But the most important thing is beat that dude up because he disagrees with me. And then Bill Logic, my friend, walks over and beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> I have no friend named Bill Logic. That was me being an idiot. <laughs> so don't whip anybody's ass over anything stupid. You hear? Segment over. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Have you, you know? Do you listen to the little voices in your head? Now I'm not talking about if you if uh, people that have a uh, mental issues or schizophrenia or something like that. I'm not talking about that type of little voice in your head. And you know, sometimes when that little voice in your head tells you to do something, don't walk around that corner. Don't do that. Don't go there. That's not the place for you. And it turns out that the advice is good. Do you ever wonder where that little voice comes from? Is it accumulated knowledge, my friend? Is that what it is? Is it your subconscious mind that is actually just working in the background because you are too busy doing dumb crap like watching television shows that suck or digging in your nose or whatever the hell else crap you're doing right now that's disgusting in the car next to me? Please, dude, roll up your windows. No one needs to see that. <laughs> Bad memory from earlier today. But that little voice in your head, sometimes I wonder where it comes from, right? Sometimes that little voice in your head is the thing that makes everything work out for you. Sometimes that little voice in your head makes everything good and makes everything work out for you. And sometimes that little voice in your head is an asshole. You know, everybody talks about how when people come through your life, they leave a little bit of an imprint on you. And I believe that. They, somebody's a part of your life and they're important to you even if they're not important to you they come in at an important time or they have a little bit of knowledge that at some point in the future will be something you can use for your benefit they leave a little bit of an imprint on you and that's what I'm talking about that little bit of an imprint and I think that little bit of an imprint that they leave on you is a little voice in your head depending on the situation oh yeah and I'll tell you what I'm talking about and I talked about this on an earlier podcast and people mentioned it. Some people thought it was it was a wonderful idea and they were they're going to eat this. And some people said, you are gross. Yeah. Well, I say to those people that say they they like this, you're great Americans and Canadians and whatever other country you came for that you're writing me from that eat this crap the same way that I eat it because you heard me say it. You're a great earthling. And the people that don't like it, shut up. One of my favorite things in the world, I can't do it anymore because I don't get an opportunity really to sit down and, and just veg out like I'd like to. I'm always moving and grooving and doing something. And I look forward to I look forward to being able to do to do it again. I'm going to jump stories back and forth. This is going to be very Quentin Tarantino like here, but I'm going to jump back and forth. Sometimes you look forward to things. When I was in L.A., when I moved, originally moved there, I was so broke and my buddy was so broke. We split rent. That, I mean, just broke. I mean, we used, literally used to eat Top Ramen or those little packs of noodles with the little flavor packet in it. We used to, whatever it's called in whatever country you're in or whatever state you're in, it may have a different name. But it basically, there's nothing in there. It tastes pretty good, but there's nothing in there. No real super duper nutritional value unless they become a sponsor at some point in the future, in which case that shit's delicious. <laughs> Don't judge me. But one of the biggest treats in the world was 
to go to to go to the Seven Eleven on a Friday to get a hot dog. And the dude at the Seven Eleven used to see me and my buddy so often that he didn't mind. He was a stickler for people trying to put too much condiments on their damn hot dogs. He didn't play that shit. If you put two lines of ketchup, his ass would be around that corner. Oh, ketchup costs money. You put too much money. Mustard costs money. Too much relish. Relish costs money. He did not play that shit. But he liked me and he liked my buddy. And we would just be put all the ketchup on. We wanted. We put all the all the fixings we wanted on there. We put all the chili we wanted on the hot dogs. And he would go, oh, it's okay. It's, I like you. And then he would say the same thing to my buddy because he liked us because we were good customers. And I think we were probably one of the two of the, I think we were the only two guys on the block that hadn't shot at him. <laughs> Sometimes that endears you to people. I know I love everybody that hasn't shot at me. <laughs> and that's the truth. So that was like the big deal. That was that was a big thing. Oh my God, it's almost Friday. It's almost time to get that two dollar get to spend a dollar and get those two hot dogs and load them down with those condiments because it was actually a seven pounds of condiments because he didn't care. He liked us and we looked forward to it. Well, it's very similar to what I was when I was with that girlfriend and she would always come and visit me. And I don't know why she came over on Sunday mornings to make a little nasty ass oatmeal in my damn place because I didn't eat that crap. She actually brought that garbage over and then had the nerve to make disparaging remarks about my breakfast, my beloved Sunday morning ritual. That's right. You know what I'd like to do on Sunday morning that I don't get to do anymore, that I'd like to do again, but I don't get to do anymore, but I'd love to do again, damn it. Oh, it was great. I'd make cornflakes and milk. Yeah, that's right, cornflakes and milk. The Kellogg's cornflakes and milk. And then I'd put fruit cocktail on the cornflakes and milk, and I'd put a little sugar on top of the fruit cocktail. And then I'd take some raisins and throw that on top of the fruit cocktail on top of the cornflakes yeah, that's right and then i take grapes and i chop the grapes up into little pieces and i take the grapes and throw it on top of the, the sugar that's on top of the fruit cocktail that's on top of the cornflakes and that's not all folks that's not all you think i was going to stop at fruit cocktail sugar raisins and bananas then you don't know me you bastards oh no then i'd get a cup of coffee flavor just the way I like it and then I'd start to eat the cornflakes and milk and I'd start to drink the coffee I'd start to read the newspaper and I'm watching CBS Sunday mornings may not seem like a lot to you but to me it was the way Sundays needed to be started I still would look forward to being able to do that with that again the same way when I moved to LA when I was very young and broke off my ass how much I would love when Friday would start and I knew at some point during the day I'd get my two hot dogs from 7-Eleven to 27 pounds of condiments on each hot dog back to the cornflakes so I'm sitting there enjoying my cornflakes and the girl I was seeing at the time is who was sitting next to me actually very slowly and coyly moved around to the opposite side of the table why does she move around to the other side of the table I don't know it didn't make her viewing angle of the television any better but then I realized the only reason she walked around the other side of the table to have her nasty ass oatmeal with nothing in it was so I could see her face I could see the disapproval on her face because she thought it was really ridiculous to have that much fruit on top of my cornflakes I don't know why because she ain't eating it and then I drank my coffee and then she knew what was coming 
woman. I don't know why she did it. She always had to make sure she was lined up just right so I could see her disapproval and I could hear her go, oh, oh God. Oh, oh, my. I would take when I was about one eighth into the cornflakes and milk and all the fruit i'd only eaten about an eighth of it and maybe drink an eighth of the coffee i would take the coffee i'd slowly move it towards the bowl staring at her defiantly and i could see the look of horror on her face because she's seen this before she's disapproved of it before and i'm telling you right now this is my place my cornflakes my milk my fruit cocktail my sugar my bananas my raisins my grapes all of that stuff is mine my coffee my table my electricity and my television vision and i took it and i took that coffee and i raised it up as if i was going to drink it i smiled at her defiantly and poured some of it right into my cornflakes and milk just enough to make the milk in the cornflakes and milk turn a little bit brown so to just have a slight hint of coffee flavor and then i put the coffee cup down picked up the spoon looked at her face smiled dug my spoon into the cornflakes and milk and fruit and i made sure i had a nice big glob of it on there and you could see the milk in this spoon you could see the milk was coffee covered you could see the cornflakes you could see the raisins you can see the fruit cocktail you could see the bananas you can see the sugar i picked it up i put it in my mouth and i chewed it slowly and my smile got bigger and before i swallowed it i took a little bit of coffee in my mouth said yeah and then swallowed it and the whole time she's looking at me as if I had a bowl full of boiled cat buttockses. And she goes, that is disgusting. Why are you eating that? That is just gross. Oh, my God. And then after she realized once again, I didn't give a shit whether she approved or not. She moved her delicious ass back around the table and sat next to me. And then she looked down at her bowl, looked at my cornflakes. And I know she envied my concoction i know she envied my concoction i know it now on many occasions on many occasions when i would make something and i, and I would make some food that i knew she was always talking about i knew she was always going to disapprove of i would maybe go to the bathroom or go into the other room for whatever reason and i know for a fact that she would take a bite of the sandwich or stick a spoon into the sandwich to get a little bit of the meat or she'd always try it a little bit and i have a feeling she would go home and make exactly the same thing it was like she was doing research and development on my meals so she could disapprove of it when i ate it but then go home and make the same shit for herself and enjoy my magical culinary concoctions all while giving me a bunch of crap i know it but this was my masterpiece she wanted to know the ratio of milk to sugar to cornflakes to grapes to fruit cocktails to bananas to raisins and i wasn't gonna give her that chance i had to go to the bathroom but i didn't go to the bathroom i had to go to the bathroom but i chose not to go to the bathroom she's sitting there looking at her corny ass oatmeal and i know she's dying to jam her spoon into my concoction so she can try it out and go home and duplicate it but a formula of that is a secret as coca-cola's formula is for their soda i ate every bit of it and even though there was a little drop of it at the bottom of the bowl and i know she was desperate enough to stick a finger in it and taste it <laughs> i made sure i picked the bowl up and poured it into my mouth so there was none left for her to try to figure it out that's right now back to what i was talking about 
Her voice is still in my head even all this time later. Whenever I make something that I like that I know intrinsically she would not like, she would hate it. She would be disgusted by it. And in the back of my mind, in my head, I still hear her voice. Oh, my God, you're so incredible in the sack. Okay, she did say that. and It had nothing to do with the story. I just wanted you to know that that incredible woman like to yell about how incredible I am in the sack <laughs> because it's true. Back to the story. So one day I was by, I bought a tuna hoagie at a place and I like tuna fish hoagies. I like tuna fish hoagies with cheese. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to make it the way I make it at home. And I asked the guy behind the counter, I said, sir. He said, yes, Mr. Thomas. I said, could you do me a favor with the tuna hoagie? Anything for you, Mr. Thomas. I said, okay. Could you use pepper jack cheese, please? Of course I could use pepper jack cheese. Thank you, man. Do me a favor. Before you put all of that on, could you put a very little bit of mayonnaise on the roll? I always put a little bit of mayonnaise on the roll. I said, okay, great. After you put on, could you put the mayonnaise on one side of the roll and something else on the other side of the roll? Of course, what would you like? A little bit of spicy mustard. What? You want me to hold it. And then he goes to the guy in the front. He says it in his language. And the guy goes, spicy mustard. In English. And he goes, basically he was saying, I said that in in our language for a reason, jackass. I didn't expect you to yell it back out. I was trying to physically make it look like I was talking about something else. I wanted to ridicule this nice man about his sandwich without him knowing about it. But you just fucked it up. And he looked back at me sheepishly and I said, I know you were talking about me. I really don't give a shit. Put on the spicy mustard. So he puts on the spicy mustard with a look on his face as if to say, I had this whole sandwich thing figured out. And now you have to come in and mess it up. Well, it's your sandwich. And then he puts the spicy mustard on one side, the mayo on the other side, throws in the pepper jack cheese, throws in the tuna fish, begins to put the lettuce and all that kind of crap on the top of it. He's about to wrap it up. He's now come to realization that it's my sandwich. And although he's disgusted by what I asked him to do, he's okay, happy because he's going to make a couple bucks by making a damn sandwich. And I said, hold it. He goes, yes. And I could do me a favor. What is that? I was wondering. Yes. He has. He said yes as if like, what are you going to have me do now, you American bastard? Do you want me to roll some dead rats in here? Dude, that's as disgusting as spicy mustard on your damn tuna fish, you sick bastard. And I said, listen, could you do me a favor? Do you have any barbecue sauce? What? He did it again. I said, yes, barbecue sauce. You want me to put it in a cup for something else? No. No, I don't want you to put it in a cup for something else. Why would I come here and get a cup of barbecue sauce for something else that I made at home? You think I make barbecue chicken at home and going, you know, I'm going to go to the corner store and have a guy give me a small cup of barbecue sauce. No, I have barbecue sauce at home, but I want to make you put it on. I want three lines of barbecue sauce right down the middle of that tuna fish sandwich. So you have spicy mustard on this. 
little mayo, pepper jack cheese, and you want me to put three lines of barbecue sauce across the... And I said, and don't say anything about me to the dude at the counter, all right? I see you about to look back at him and say some shit. No, just put the damn barbecue sauce on. And he puts the barbecue sauce on the sandwich. He wraps it up and he goes, okay, Mr. Thomas. Looking at me like I'm some kind of sick bastard. So I get my sandwich and I walk away. And I go home, I get my chips out, and there was a UFC fight coming on, and I had the sodas out and all that kind of stuff. And I had the soda, and I, I took the soda, and I put the soda in the thing. I have a friend of mine on Google+, Plus. I had the laptop right next to me. I was not showing the fight on Google+, Plus. that's illegal. I was looking at him. He had his, he had his uh, laptop toward him. I had my laptop toward me. We were watching the fights over the thing, and, re- and we, were t- we were breaking each other's balls because we had bet on the fight. Not a real fight. Not a, a money bet, a shame bet. And I'm about to eat my sandwich. That was just a, me and my buddy breaking each other's balls about a UFC fight. And all of a sudden, my ex-girlfriend's voice comes into my head. I pick the sandwich up. I'm about to bite it. Oh, my God. I can't believe you. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe she wasn't even there. But the fake her was in my head. giving me a hard time. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're actually going to put that in your mouth. I mean, who has tuna fish with pepper jack cheese? And then you put mayonnaise on it. And then you put spicy mustard on it. And you, then on top of the lettuce and tomatoes and the sweet peppers and everything, you took three lines of barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. You're disgusting. And I was and I didn't realize that I was actually holding the sandwich in front of my face as that tape played in my mind the disapproval of someone i hadn't dated in years and my friend looking at me on the screen goes you still thinking about that girl at least to give you all that shit about what you ate and i looked at him and i go yeah he goes man fuck that shit eat your sandwich and i bit into the sandwich and that crap was awesome ha <laughs> ha that's right. Her voice was in my head, even though she wasn't there. The voice was like an uninvited guest, ruining my damn sandwich, ruining my day. I allowed that to happen, and I know now you can never let somebody's voice in your head. I mean, this is something just as stupid as a sandwich I wanted to eat. This is just something as stupid as a bowl of cornflakes. But if you really think about it, how many times is a voice from the past come up and get into your head when you're trying to do something important for yourself think about it how many times you wanted to try to say something to a person of the opposite sex or if you gave the same sex and you wanted to step to them and say something and something that somebody that you dated that you're not even dating anymore or a parent who wasn't exactly the most accommodating and uh, the most supportive parent is in your head oh, they ain't gonna want you you're not good enough you're not tall enough you're not short enough you're not this enough you know how many times has that happened hmm are they right Maybe they are right, but isn't it up to you to figure that shit out for yourself? Isn't it up to you to take the shot in the first place? Imagine if there was a machine you could get into and you could actually, just like Jimmy Stewart in that stupid movie, where you could actually see what would have happened had you done this. Imagine if you could step in that machine and you saw that incredible, awesome person and you wanted to step to that person and date that person and marry that person and you stepped into the machine and you realized in the real world you never said anything to them and all of a sudden you find out that had you walked up to them or stepped up to them you really would have had a wonderful life with them two kids picket fence everything's great she likes to do stuff to your butt i don't know maybe that's your thing not my thing because that would be weird (laughs) don't judge me back to the story but what if that happened 
you know? And that's what happened to me. I realized you got to let the voices in your head come out so you can tell them to shut the fuck up. It's like with that sandwich. Just like when I decided to do stand-up comedy and I wanted to do stand-up comedy and I was about 14 years old, three years before I would actually start doing stand-up comedy and all I kept hearing was people being discouraging. And then one day I picked up the telephone and I called the Comedy Works in Philadelphia at 126 Chestnut. It's no longer there. It's condos. But back then it was a top comedy club. And I called up and I said, sir, he said, what? I said, um, do you do you have comedy there? Yes. Can I do comedy there? Well, we have an open mic night. And then there was a voice in my head going, you're only funny to people that know you. You're not going to be funny to strangers. What are you doing? And the guy said, if, look, if you can stand up and hold the microphone, if you're old enough to do that, we got spite, we got a space for you. Come on down and try it out. Now, had I listened to that voice in my head that said, you're only funny to people that know you, I wouldn't know what it's like to be doing the thing that I love to do. I would never know what it was like to stand on stage in front of four or five hundred people who wouldn't listen to me talk for an hour to an hour and a half, who would chant my name at the end of the show, who would high five me at the end of the show, who would I wouldn't know what a standing ovation felt like. I wouldn't know what it felt like to go to California and have a great time. I wouldn't know what all the things that are going on now felt like, and I wouldn't know what it feels like right now to be talking to you one of the other things i enjoy doing more than anything else so do me a favor you bastards if there's a voice in your head and it's discouraging fuck that voice if it's giving you critiques and it's you know uh the kind of critiques that help build you up listen to it And if it's me once a week, listen to that shit. Really listen to it because I'm the kind of voice you need to have in your head because I'm an incredible man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Segment over. You know what, folks? I want to tell you something. You know, when you listen to this podcast, you realize that I share, especially last week, I share a lot of stuff that's kind of personal and private and that kind of thing. But I don't mind doing it. And And I'll tell you this. I don't mind doing that because I'm one of those people that I tend to, I shouldn't even say tend because that, that, that leaves some, some doubt in people's mind. If you took everybody that I knew and you, and you took, and you interviewed them about me and they, and you said, I want you to tell me everything S. Anthony has said about this guy. And you just ran off the names of other people. They would say what I said about them, but you could go to these individual people and ask them what I said to them. <clears throat> excuse me for the throat clear you can ask you can ask them what i said to them and it'll be pretty much 99.9 percent the same stuff why because i don't say crap to people behind their backs that i haven't said to their faces usually most of the time the overwhelmingly amount of times i've already said it to their face If I think somebody's being a douche, I will let them know they're being a douche. And all of my friends, the people that are close to me, my good friends, my friends that have been around for a long period of time, they know I don't play that shit and they know I want to know what's going on. If I'm being an idiot, you need to tell me I'm being an idiot. If my breath stinks, you need to tell me my breath stinks. I want to know. I don't want to go someplace being an idiot, not knowing that I'm an idiot and having my 
myself be called an idiot by people who think I'm an idiot. I don't want to show up someplace with double garlic breath and have people blinking until their eyes fall out. And I'm going, why are these people blinking? Is this some kind of weirdness going on here? What does they have some kind of eye problem or something? And then I found out three late, three weeks later, that garlic breath bastard, don't ever bring him back. I don't want that. That's why I have friends who will just come out and tell me exactly what's going on. And I love every second of it. And I appreciate it, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it hurts my, well, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't give a fuck. But you know what I'm saying? And I like to do that for my friends. Like I said, you can't find a friend of mine that I said something behind their back that I haven't said to their face. You can't find one single one. And the reason for that is I, as a person who communicates for a living, I know how to tell someone what I want to tell them and be as effective as possible without them being all pissed off. It's the same way when I do stand up. I know how to how to break somebody's balls where the audience laughs their asses off and the person whose balls are over is being broken by me, meaning I'm teasing them. They'll laugh just as hard. You know, if you have a friend, I had a friend of mine who was the kind of guy that flirted all the time. He flirted with everybody. Flirt, 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 flirt. If you had a vagina, he was flirting with you. I don't care. Okay? And he had a wonderful girlfriend. And I knew she didn't like it because she was also a friend of mine. He's talking behind her. Well, he didn't talk behind her back, but he flirted all the time. And she did. He, he didn't realize she knew he was flirting. Now, she didn't seriously think he was going to go and go up in any of these women and get it on with them. But she didn't like it. And she was complaining to me about it. I guess it was her way of making me say something to him because she didn't want to say anything to him. And he's flirting and he double flirted when she wasn't around and he wasn't going to get it on with any of these women, but he just liked flirting. So there was really nothing for me to say to her because she didn't do anything stupid. She was just being a wonderful woman who had a boyfriend who wasn't cheating, but was too much of a flirt and she didn't want to say anything to his punk ass. So of course she suckers me into doing it. Well, she didn't really sucker me into doing it. It just got a little obnoxious on his part. He's flip, 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 flip. I'm like, dude, you and your woman have the same circle of friends. You go to the same places. You don't necessarily go to the same places all the time, but when you, you know, you go to the same bars and restaurants, even when you go separately for whatever, maybe you're working, you're out of town, she's out of town or whatever. So when you're in the place flirt, 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 flirting with women, all the people in there know your wife. And you're making your wife look like a moron because you're flirting with women. And they're all thinking you're doing something because even though they see you all the time, they don't know you like I do, that you're not actually getting it on with these women. They just see you flirting. And you don't think they're saying stuff to your wife, your girlfriend. You don't think they're saying, oh, she was his girlfriend at the time. You don't think they're saying anything to your girlfriend? Hmm? You don't think that? Do you, do you know, if, do you realize if you could actually hear the, the thoughts of the people, if you could hear their thoughts distilled down to their basis level, if you could hear it every time you walk into the room, they would know you have a girlfriend that is wonderful, but all they're thinking when they look at you is he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking. You're sitting there talking to them about the time. You'll walk up to somebody. Hey, how about that game? That game was great. But in the back of their mind, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking, he's fucking. That's what they're thinking. 
And every time they see your girlfriend when you're not around, they're looking at her and all they're thinking is, your man's fucking, your man's fucking, your man's fucking, your man's fucking, your man's fucking. That's what they're thinking. You're making her look like an idiot in her mind. You know how sensitive women are. And I don't mean that in the uh, stereotypical uh, misogynistic type way. I, I don't. I don't mean it that way. I mean they are. They communicate differently than we do. They pick up on things that guys don't pick up on. You know, if you see a woman flirting and you don't really think she's going to do anything, unless it gets physical, a lot of guys are like, eh, she ain't doing nothing." Or you don't even notice it because women flirt differently than we do. They do the, the hair toss, the batting of the eyes, the hee hee, the hoo hoo, the kind of stuff that dumb guys don't pick up on. And you're kind of a dumb guy. Yes, I said that to him. I don't mean he's actually unintelligent. I was just saying he was being a dope. So basically what I said to him was stop being an asswipe and making your wife, well, she wasn't his wife yet, making your girlfriend look like an idiot because her man's an idiot. I didn't say it that way, but the point got across. She was saying stuff to me behind the back. He was behaving in a certain way behind her back. I don't do nothing behind anybody's back. Fuck that. It's stupid. Because if you lie and you do stuff behind people's back, you're going to get caught. And that ain't a good thing to get caught because to get caught is not fun. I had dudes that actually were actually cheating on their girlfriends. Right. And then I know about it. Now, I now all of a sudden you've put my friendship with the lady in jeopardy. Did you know he was? (laughs) And I'm like, oh. You knew. Why didn't you say anything to me? This is young me. Why didn't you say anything to me? And I'm like, well, I I, I tried to stop him. And I look like an ass. So I don't even put myself in a position where people could do that to me anymore. Like, well, I'm going to say, look, dude, uh, it's like, do me a favor, man. You know, I don't like to, I don't like keeping other people's secrets, even though people tell me all their shit. You know, I, I, I really don't I don't want to know about what, if you if you if you're nailing somebody else on the side. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. Keep that to yourself. That's your business. I only care about the placement and location of my own genitals. I only want to know where I put my stuff. I'm not interested in where you put your genitals. That's your business. OK, it was actually my business that one time when I walked in the house, you got drunk and you put your genitals on my sandwich, which I, I was like, dude, really? Seriously? I, I did not appreciate that because that spent $7 on that on that sandwich and then you, you put your genitals on it because you were drunk. I mean, that time, that particular case in time, it was my it was my business where your genitals were because there was, had I been out of the room at that point in time, I, you would have had your genitals, you would have had your genitals on my sandwich and I would have come back into the room and eaten the sandwich not knowing that your genitals were on it and then somebody would have said you know last night uh, I forgot to tell you because uh, 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 I, was, I, was, I was laughing too hard and I was kind of drunk uh, he had his genitals on your sandwich and then I would have had to kill you and then I'd be in jail right now so I'm just, I'm just saying for the most part I, I only want to know where my genitals are going so just keep that to yourself and also I don't want to have to say have a conversation behind somebody's back about where your genitals genitals are i don't want to have that conversation and that's why i don't lie my friends and why i don't talk about people behind people's backs you know you should be you should be up front damn it 
If you want to tell somebody something, you walk right up and you tell them the stuff they need to know. If you don't like somebody, damn it, I say let them know it. If you think somebody's a piece of crap, I say you should let them know it. Just walk right up to them and tell the truth. Granted, you could probably have a higher chance of getting punched in the face, but at least they can't call you a liar. Now, it's a little more difficult if you decide that you're not going to be one of those people that makes that that lies to people. It's going to be a little more difficult. You know, it's going to be a little more difficult if you if you try to if you try to do what I'm doing, which is not say crap behind people's back that you wouldn't say to their faces. It's a little bit difficult. There's going to be people that get mad at you. There are people that got mad at me. I had a a relative one time I was I was having a a, a get together at, at a at a at a. Oh yeah, it was an apartment in LA. I had a a place, and I had a bunch of people over. We're having a great time, and a guy that was invited to the party shows up. Right now, he didn't even want to hang out. He just showed up because he wanted to grab some food and leave. I'm sitting there going, "Look, Johnny, look you, look Johnny Anters, anti-social. I mean, how you going to just show up with a with a friggin' box that you found in the street, and you're going to just load up some food and walk out?" Well, you know, I mean, I don't really want to, I don't want to, you know, you know, but, 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 he come up with some bullshit excuse. And then he had the nerve to go in. He was going to just grab a case of sodas and leave with it. And I'm going, dude, if, I mean, if you were actually at the party and during the course of the party, you drank a case of sodas, I would not have a problem with it. But you can't just show with a box, put four hamburgers in it, put a bunch of hot dogs in it, put a, put a whole bag of potato chips in it, put a case of soda in it, and then walk out and not say hello to everybody. But I'm hungry. And I said, that is a personal problem. A personal problem. You are being selfish right now, man. You know how insulting it is to show up at somebody's house. You don't even say you wouldn't. I wouldn't even known you were here if I wasn't standing in this room. You literally just walked in, grabbed some shit, and walked out. I would have thought that the people in the party were had eaten it. What about there was somebody that who actually wanted to interact with everybody else, and they actually wanted to have a hamburger or have a hot dog or have a chip or some chips or want a soda, and they couldn't have it because you're sitting at home playing with your balls, watching some stupid game that you bet on that you probably lost, you fucking mush, and they can't have it because of your punk ass. Listen, jackass, either you get in that house right now and enjoy the party for at least a half an hour, or you don't get shit. That's what I said to him. Before that, maybe two years earlier than that, I would have been like, oh, you know, well, um, you know, I, mean, I, I can understand that. I mean, uh, uh, I'll see you later. But that was not the me that it was that evolved into the me that I became then and the incredible man I am now. I said it to him, you punk ass. Either you get in there and enjoy the party or you get nothing. <laughs> and it's freeing, man. It's a freeing thing. It feels good to be able to say stuff to people that you were afraid to say earlier on. It feels good knowing that nobody can come up to you and say, yeah, well, that's Anthony said this without the person going, yeah, he said that shit to me. 
Somebody actually tried that once. Got mad at me. Yeah, well, S. Anthony says that you are the kind of person that blah, blah, blahs. This is one of the few things I can't tell you. Under normal circumstances, I, instead of saying blah, 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 I would have told you what I was referencing, but the person really doesn't want that out there. Even though I usually have a carte blanche, I have an open door policy, I have free reign to say whatever I want. This is one of the few things I cannot reference actually. So I'm going to use gibberish when referring to the actual thing. Sorry about that. Maybe at a later time, a few podcasts from now a few years from now the person wouldn't mind me referencing it but they don't they do not want me referencing it right now and i'm gonna honor their wishes back to the story remember that time you blah 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 huh and it's anthony whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop huh and he said bloop-de-bloop-de-bloop-de-bloop and the guy goes yeah he told me that's in my face and the guy goes this did not work out the way i expected it and i said yeah why, why are you trying to get me in trouble man why are you being an ass dude I mean, I know you you mad at me because I didn't pick you up at the airport three days ago, but you really going to start a conflict because of that shit? <laughs> Get out. That guy's gone. But like I said, man, nobody can come up and say I said something behind somebody's back that I didn't say. Haven't said to their face. I'll tell you to your face. If we ever become friends, and I hope we do, if we become friends, trust me, there will never be a time when somebody can walk up to you and say I said something about you that I didn't say to your face. And it's great. That shit is liberating. I ain't got anything to hide and I love it. <laughs> Hit the pause button. What a bunch of chumps. Yeah, I'm talking about my podcast audience. You think you think they buy that bullshit? I say shit about people behind their backs all the time. You should hear what I say about my podcast audience, you know, when I'm off the air like right now. You hit the pause button right there. Good. You understand? I mean, there's a whole lot of them out there. I mean, I'm really happy about the fact that my audience is growing. But let's be honest, okay? Those people are following me because I'm a superior human being and they's a bunch of chumps. Okay, now they have good taste in podcasts because they listen to me, but let's keep it real. You know, if they were really like engaging and incredible people such as myself, you know, they wouldn't be listening to me. They would be out dominating the planet like I'm doing. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I, I was just telling. Yeah, this this segment was about how I don't talk about people behind their backs. Please, all I ever do is gossip. You understand what I'm saying? I watch soap operas all day long. I keep telling people that I don't watch Scandal. Not only do I watch Scandal on a regular basis, I watch each episode 17 times in a row because I just like to dish on some shit with people. I like to put on my fuzzy slippers and my my hat and i like to call my friends up and say girl do you believe what happened to cheryl and then i say some stuff about what happened to cheryl and even though none of that stuff actually happened to cheryl i just like saying bad stuff about cheryl because i know cheryl is a more successful person than i am and i'm gonna bring that bitch down yeah that's right and her husband i know he's not having an affair but i bought some panties and i hit him in his car i can't wait till cheryl finds him see the funny thing is he's going to say but i didn't have any i didn't do anything and he's going to be very convincing because he actually didn't do anything i know it's not going to wreck their marriage but it's going to deny him from having sex as much as he wants to because they didn't 
they have a strong bond, you know, they'll be able to get over it, get over it. They're not going to get divorced. It's not going to cause any serious problems. But Cheryl's really, really good looking. And back in the day, I didn't have the courage to walk up to her. And I wish I was having sex with her. And I just wanted to I just want to make it so he at least if, even if I just make him miss having sex with her one time by saying shit behind his back and setting up some shit, it'll make me feel better about my life. Yeah, that's right. I can't stand Cheryl and her fine ass or her husband, who's actually a great guy. But I'm jealous of the bastard because he's a half inch taller than I am, slightly better looking than I am. And I don't like him. Oh, that bastard. I'm, I, I got to start some rumors. I'm getting sick of these people. I, I got to start. You know, I, yeah, I'm going to start some rumors. I'm going to start some rumors about them, you know, not paying their taxes or something. Nothing that really causes them any problems. Just enough to make people look at them side-eyed like that. To bring them down or not to teach those successful, nice people bastards a fucking lesson. Fucking nice people living a good life. Healthy relationships. Fuck both of them. Oh, God. Okay, let's start to press the record button so I can finish this podcast. This is the second of the podcast up. Fucking successful, good-looking bastards. Okay, ready? So like I was saying, uh, talking about people behind their back is something that, you know, I would never do. And I think that only an asshole would do something like that. So so my lesson to you, my friends, my, my wonderful podcast audience is whatever you do, make sure you never, under any circumstances, Talk behind another person's back. It's beneath you and beneath me. And it's not something that my beautiful bastards, you, my podcast audience, my beautiful, beautiful bastards should ever do. And me, King Bastard, something I, of course, would never do. Ever. Yeah. Segment over. Okay, this has been this episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, episode number 186. And once again, I want to thank you guys for all of your support, all your retweets, all your reblogs, spreading the word about yours truly. Um, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words about the uh, last week's episode regarding um, my first meeting with my dad. I really appreciate uh, what you guys said and the fact that uh, that the episode, that segment meant, meant something to you guys. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for your stories, too. I really, really appreciate that. Um, a lot of people have asked me to, you know, when they listen to the episode, they have favorite segments that they have that they like of the program. So what I decided to do was um, I put some of the segments that you guys said were your favorites on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud, look for S. Anthony Thomas and what you'll have, what you'll find there is the uh, quote greatest hits. I have about seven of your favorite segments there. So if you wanted to just go listen to that segment, if you haven't downloaded the episode or if you don't want to go through searching uh, the other episodes, um, some of the top segments are there. So go check that out. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at at S. Anthony Thomas. Follow the podcast Twitter and at at S. Uh, uh, the address is at S. Anthony says. And for those of you that don't know if you're new people, the, the if you want to write directly to me, the email address is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. Now, uh, once again, like I said, I just want to thank you guys very, very much for all the kind words. Um, you know, you guys have been really, really cool. And, and uh, you know, there's some people that out there that have that are retweeting um, the podcast on, the, on a regular basis. Um my top pod, my top uh, retweet homie is uh, at Twitter Hero. Um, he's been a big help. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate your help out there. You're always there uh, supporting the podcast. Every time I put something up there, 
you know, you use your massive audience to spread the word. And uh, I don't consider it a little thing. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I appreciate what you do, my brother. Uh, to everybody else, I want to thank you guys for listening. To all my pod homies, my other podcasts, thank you very much for having me on. And um, I appreciate you. To the audience, thank you for um, everything you do, your kind words, for listening every week, for, for downloading and for subscribing and for bringing your friends to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Much love to everybody. You are some cool people. And uh, I appreciate you. And I look forward to hearing from you every week. Much love to everybody. And I am going to go away until next week. And and when I do that, I do that by saying one thing and one thing only. You know how I end these shows. So even though I know you're probably in your car, you're in your treadmill, you're walking down the street. I don't know where you're listening to this. But if you're listening to this, say it along with me. S. Anthony. Out. Go.